Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. My name is Jessica Mathy. I have with me Bo Wigington. He is from Greensboro, North Carolina, and he was actually one of our contestants in the 3G virtual welding competition that we had a few months ago. Bo's submission caught us um, by surprise because he had such a fun personality. He was in the student category and we just loved him. So after the competition, we reached out and we ended up finding out that he has quite an interesting background prior to entering the welding industry. So Bo, thank you for coming on. And why don't you go ahead and fill us in on your background prior to getting into welding? Well, thanks for having me. Um, so my background, I've, I've been a professional musician for the past like 15, 15 years. Um, lived out in LA, started a rock band out there. We had some songs like, and we had some songs on like MTV movies and a Sony movie. Um, we had a song on Shameless and then uh, moved to Nashville with that band and started a solo career as well. I uh, got picked up by a record label called Random Records and did a couple of albums with them. And then I got married in 2017 and moved out to North Carolina with my beautiful wife. And we've been here ever since. And I just uh, moved out here to help younger musicians learn how to like get into the industry and like what they need to do for like recording and every aspect that kind of comes with music. And then, uh, then COVID hit and music just kind of went all online and it was not really for me. So I started looking around and, and my mom, she had been telling me for years, she was like, you should try welding. You should try welding. So I took a summer class and really liked it and then completed their welding technology certificate program over there. And here I am today. So what was like your first like your first thoughts going into that that's such a huge change and like what was the first day of welding class like for you well the first day was pretty funny because i the summer class it was a four-week class you know it was a expedited course and it was there's a gap program which is like for like high school students going into like companies will hire them out of high school to go and, and learn like a, a specific path and education, like second education. And so it was me and a bunch of like high school kids. And I was just like the grumpy old man just <laughs> trying to get it down. But, but they were like, like I would started getting to know some of them and, and they're like, well, you're a musician. Why are you being a welder? If you're a musician, it's like, well, you know, it's, it's pretty similar. Like the head of the welding department, Don Ellington, I reached out to him and, and we were talking cause he used to be a musician as well before getting into welding. And he was like, yeah, musicians make really good welders. Cause it's all about like, and music, you gotta be really good at following tempos and everything and be patient while you're learning. And, you know, they kind of cross over really well because like, you know, when you're pulling that puddle along, you have to really go at a steady pace. And when you're playing a song, you got to go at a steady pace. You know, it's, there's a lot of stuff that kind of crosses over and it's just super meditative and I'm into anything that can just make me chill out. So. Yeah, for sure. So we had quite a few students or like they're going to be students ask us like what to expect whenever it comes to these different welding classes. And since you recently did graduate, like over the past year, what kind of like preparation or ideas can you give for them to think about? I, I would just say, go in knowing, you know, you're, you're going in to learn. You're not going in and just magically going to become a welder, you know, uh, it takes time lot of time and a lot of patience and that's the main thing I would say is be prepared to spend time practicing and be okay with practicing um, another thing is be prepared to just be humbled you know that different processes come with different hurdles you need to jump over and it's not like you're just gonna get it right off the 
right off the bat. Like my first week was striking off stick welding and sticking it right to the plate over and over again and trying to figure out how to finesse it to just even strike it up and run a bead, you know. It's like it's I feel like a lot of people go into welding school and they're just like, oh, yeah, give me two weeks. I'll have this down. It's like, no, it's yeah. it's going to take a while, <laughs> you know. So like patience is one and safety, like be prepared to learn about safety because it's it is dangerous. You know, it's a mm -hmm. very dangerous career to go down. And if you learn how to protect yourself, you're going to come out better in the end, you know, and hopefully in one piece. <laughs> I think a lot of new welders too, like once they start doing it, okay, then they start doing it faster. And I think that that's a mistake that they make. I don't feel like you should try and like do things the fastest or hurry up until like you really have it down. Like you're like not questioning at all the integrity of your weld. Yeah. I mean, it's muscle, muscle memory. And like something I learned along the way is that, you know, it's like, it's part muscle memory, but it's also you you learn as you're practicing, you learn to read what that puddle is doing. And that's mm -hmm. something that just kind of clicked one day. And they kept being like, yeah, you know, it's like even if you're having a hard time with something, it'll click like you will you will you will finally understand what it is that you've been messing up and you'll see what you're looking at. You know, like when I got into TIG welding like that. I was all excited because I've been like, I do guitar tech work and I solder joints all the time. And I was like, yeah, it's just going to be like soldering. It's going to be awesome. And like the first day I was like, I don't like this. And then now it's my favorite type of welding, you know, but it, it takes a while to understand what you're looking at. So another thing that you do that I see on your Instagram is that's because that's actually where I first saw you is that you go to the scrap yard and you find scrap and then you were actually building like a scrap yard sectional. How did you come across that idea and what's the update on that project? So uh, I, when I was in welding school, I was working for a fab shop down in Ashboro and, and he was, he was really adamant about going and finding material at the scrapyard and then turning it into the projects we were working on. And so I spent a lot of time learning how to prep that nasty material. And so um, I just, my wife, she really wanted like a seating area back on our back porch. And I remembered like they had these pallets of this material and I was like, I'm going to see if there's any of that left. And so I went over and luckily there was still a ton of it left. It's covered in rust. It's pretty nasty, but if you have the patience to clean it, you know, then you can weld it. And so I decided I was going to make like these kind of modular sectional pieces that can kind of put to put it all together on the back porch. And then also you can use them out in the yard and because it's pretty lightweight, it's like one by three square tubing. And, um, it's, it's not super heavy, you know, but it's all together. Like that's why I kind of broke it up because if it was all together, it'd be very heavy, but broken up, they're not too bad to move around. And yeah. I'm just, it's been it, like starting with my shop here. It's just, you know, it's not the most, you know, high tech shop. It's my shed, you know, and I, I it's got, a he like, shed, not a it she is shed. A, it's a he shed definitely a he shed like <laughs> it was full of spiders and i had to clean it all out like because i i have two sheds in my backyard and one is like my music uh like practice space and like i have a, a couple different bands that practice out there and it's just kind of our hang spot and the other one was just kind of storage and then but it has a concrete floor so i was like this is the one i need to be welding in because i'm not going to burn it down hopefully you know and so I spent time like putting up, I was looking up ways to kind of fire, get some more like fireproofing done and got some hardy board, which is like the concrete backers for tiles. Um, just kind of giving myself some protection in there. And then also some fire extinguishing. And it's just, it's fun. It's hot. It's a tin roof shed with no air conditioning. And mm -hmm. I just put an exhaust fan in there that my neighbor just found in his shed. He was like, would you want this? And I was like, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> so <laughs> just trying to get those fumes out anyway, you know, and so it's, I, I started working in there and, you know, welding is a lot of, 
like what I'm, I'm new and I'm, I'm learning every, every step of the way. And these sectionals have been kicking my butt and learning a lot of like keeping things square, especially with material that is not the most prime, you know, it's like trying to manipulate that material is kind of rough. So I'm running in some snags on those, but I, I, I just keep getting other things that I need to get done first. So it's just a, it's a on the back burner, but I'm going to get to it as soon as I can to finish it all up. You'll have to show it to us whenever you're done. And then you also told me something else that came from the scrapyard is you had an idea to make fire pits from dryer drums, which is pretty interesting because I mean, conceptually it's a pretty great idea. So how many of those have you made and like, what do you do to them? So you bring them back you knock any rust off and then are you like cutting stuff out on the sides or how exactly are you doing that? So I had uh, like when we moved, so I had a house here I was renting out for, for like nine years and we moved back in and the old dryer was just kind of super shot. So it was out in the shed. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a fire pit out of, out of that drum because it would be like perfect size. And so I went and just took the, took the dryer part, got the drum out. And then, um, and it was just kind of like the great little starting point. And, um, so then I went and built a base. I was working at Alro for a while, um, which is a steel, um, steel company. Mm -hmm. And they, I went over there and, and, got some little scrap pieces to make a base out of it and I had a couple bed frames that I'd collected and used the legs off of those for the bottom pieces like the legs on it Mm -hmm. and then um, just kind of kept putting pieces on until I had a nice little complete project and then I wanted some ventilation on the side and I didn't have any like I didn't have a plasma cutter or anything like that so I actually just took like stick electrodes and just burnt through because it's pretty thin stuff and mm-hmm. just kept burning through making little constellation patterns all around the sides and it turned out really cool and so I'm gonna try to make a couple more yeah well and now you're gonna have a plasma machine I know <laughs> I know so it things is. are looking up so I know you also got a uh, Lincoln MP210 and then you obviously had to create you know this workspace Whenever you're starting a business, what things did you take into consideration? Like, of course, budget, number one, is going to be what everybody is going to look at. But what is some kind of advice that you could give? Because that's also another question that we get asked a lot. What's a good welder to buy? You know, when you're straight out of school or depending on, I guess it depends if you're a hobbyist or if you want to have small jobs. Like, talk about that a little bit. So I, when I was in school, I bought a little Harbor Freight stick machine just so I could practice. And it was like, you know, I, in school, usually you're going to be like a lot of schools you're going into, they're going to teach you the construction aspect. So you're going to be doing thicker plate. And at home, you know, I was running 80 amps was my max and it couldn't run 60 tens at like all I could run is like 60 11s and 70 18 rods and so I just practiced at home just running beads running beads and then practiced doing roots with 60 11s just to really get the whips down and, and understand where like just get that body mechanic down mm-hmm. um, but then when I was out of school I was looking at you know, when I was in school, I, I started bartending at a bar down here in Greensboro called uh, Boxcar Arcade and Bar. And they are really big into kind of industrial design type of things. And they found out I was a welder and they're like, okay, so we got a lot of stuff we need done. And so it just kind of, I kind of fell into this restaurant world of just doing kind of repairs and fabrication for people. And then I also, I'm in a band. We play a lot of breweries. And so every time we go to a brewery, I'm just like, hey, if you need repair, let me know. Um, and so I needed a machine, like getting out of school. I needed something that, you know, it's like if I needed to do a repair outside, I needed to be able to run stick, you know, mm-hmm. or flex core. 
if I was doing a bunch of things over and over and over again, I would want to have a MIG machine to make it fast and easy to clean. And then if I needed to do stainless or um, just really intricate welds, I needed to have TIG. So the 210MP was, you know, it's a multi-process machine. And I just needed something that could cover all the bases just so I could do as much as I possibly could. And like, I would have loved to have AC so that I could do um, aluminum, but, you know, I'm trying to use this welder to buy the next welder. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I would give your advice is like, Hey, if you have a budget, you know, say like, if you have a budget of like two grand, you know, try to get the machine that is going to give you the most capability to do all kinds of different work. Because when you're in school, like right out of school, you don't know what you're going to be doing. You kind of fall into a niche. And then after you find that niche, then you can really zero into, okay, what machine's going to give me the best quality for this specific thing I'm going to do. But until you know exactly what you're going to do, like if you're starting your own business, get something that's going to help you have a big net you can cast out and say, I could do all these different things. And I'm I have a good understanding from my training of how to do all these things. And I'm just going to try to be better, like do it the best I possibly can until I move up to that next step, you know? Mm-hmm. So what other types of things did you have to get other than your welder? Because so do you do mobile repairs as well? Like, have you done like any railing repairs or things like that? Like where you have to travel to go do the work or are you doing work mostly like, jobs that you're doing at home in your little garage i do um i do i've gotten some just like small repairs here and there for people so that's another reason of getting the 210 mp is it's a dual voltage so if i go to a place and all they have is 110 you know i don't have a generator yet hopefully Mm -hmm. that's that's going to be the next big purchase down the road but i can run off 110 and you know, it'll take a couple more passes to do things unless it's like a lot of the stuff I do is going to be thin, thinner material, like not super, super hardcore stuff. And like, so if I do a mobile repair, that 210 MP, I can just put it in the back of my car, go on over there, have a bottle of, uh, with me, you know, and a lot of times I'll do stick because it's outside. You know, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of the repairs, you're just, they're just like, hey, like the other night, somebody broke one of the railings off um, of a staircase at the bar I work at. And they're just like, we need an emergency emergency repair. And so I went over the next morning, welded it right back and it was good to go, you know? Yeah. And it's just, I would say, I mean, being a musician, I've learned, you know, you just use what you have, like get, use what you have until you move on to that next step. And, you know, I've watched a lot of videos where there's like, what should I get to start my business? And you can do a lot with a welder, a grinder, and a wire brush, you know, it's like, and a, a file. You could do a lot of stuff with that, but yeah. you, you just uh, got to use what you got. And a helmet and gloves. <laughs> oh yes, no. The P- PPE is is huge, and that that's like another thing to expect when you're going into welding school is yeah. you're going to have a lot of stuff to get because you want to be protected, and your school is going to teach you about pr- like protecting yourself. So you should have a hood, gloves, jacket. You need to have pants that aren't going to catch on fire. So like denim pants that are 100% cough, cotton or wool, um, just things that aren't going to melt to your skin. Mm-hmm. And I like leather boots, you know, safety glasses, you, you got to have it all grinding shield. That's another big one that like, and your grinder, make sure that you have the, 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 the guard on it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people just are like, there's even in school, they're like, yeah, your grinder has to have a guard on it. Mm-hmm. And some people like, you know, those, you go to Harbor Freight and you get one of those $15 grinders that guard's not going to last too long and then decide just to use it after that, you know, and you're throwing sparks everywhere. That's a really good way to make your fellow student in school mad as if you're all grinding in the same area and you don't have a guard on, you're throwing sparks at everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not going to turn out the best. 
Well, and the cheaper grinders, if you even drop it one time, you're going to bust the guard. So it's whenever you like start your own business, you're better off to get a better quality one than like just going for the cheapest. Or like I firmly believe that starting out, even if you have to buy something used, once you make some money, reinvest it, buy something nicer. If you need a grinder and you can only afford a certain price point, get it do some jobs, save up some money, invest in a better one. Like I I think that that's like a common theme between everybody that I've talked to that started businesses is that right out of the gate, you're not going to be able to get the best of everything. You know, you have to keep a cash flow and then keep investing in yourself until you're like, you know what, I feel pretty good about what I have now. Now I can start, you know, saving money up just for like profit, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and also another thing is, is, getting the warranty you know i i worked at guitar center for a long time and they push they push that warranty and i i was not a huge fan of warranties because of selling those warranties but you know if in welding you know if you're using a tool every day say you get a grinder and they offer you it's like hey for two years it's going to be 20 bucks to protect this and you're just like nah you know and then a year into it you're using it every day burning it up you know it's like if you're going hard every day on that grinder it's going to go out you're going to burn it up and if you would have just spent 20 more dollars like you just go and swap it out you know so the warranty i feel like in the welding world is a good idea yeah for sure well especially with something that you're paying a lot of money for too And it's kind of a challenge. It's like, okay, I'm going to get the warranty and I'm going to wear this thing out. So I get another one before it expires, you know, it's kind of pushing you that. Whenever you're a student and so you you could probably speak to your welding program. So whenever you start class, are there certain things that the school provides you or are you expected to like, they give you like, Hey, you're going to need a welding hood and this and this and this, and then do you have to get that stuff and bring it with you? Or did your school provide things to you? So my school, they, they give you a list of required tools and Mm -hmm. there's an option. Like if you want to go get it all yourself, go for it. You know, that's what I did. I was like, I'm going to go and shop around and see like the best prices I can get out of everything. And then they also offered, they're like, but we do have everything you need. It's this much. You, you'll get everything you need for, you know, they have an option where you have to, you still have to buy, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not included in the tuition, but they, they give you a list of things that you're going to need. And it also is really helpful because it's things you're going to need after school too. It's not just like, oh, well, I'm never going to use these whelpers. I don't know why I have to go get them, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, that's when I, like, that was one of the first things, like I saw whelpers and I was like, what's the use of this, you know? And then I started in my MIG class and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. This is very useful. (laughs) This week's presenting sponsor is Como Caps. They're a family-owned business based in Louisiana, and they're well-known for their welder's caps. They take a lot of pride in inspecting every cap twice before it ships from their facility, and they also do a lot of market research to create new designs to include in their assorted bundles. Our hosts so far have loved the fit and the style, and right now we actually have an exclusive coupon code for you to use at checkout, If you go to www.comocaps, it's C-O-M-E-A-U-X-C-A-P-S dot com and use our code WELD10 at checkout, you'll save 10%. That's funny. So what kind of welding hood did you start off with? Because I feel like you can give a very unbiased view because... Wait a minute. I think that you might have got a welding hood in your contest prizes, right? I think you did get a mm-hmm. bowler welding hood, right? But before you got that welding hood, or you can speak to that too, because I mean, it was a prize. Like, what do you think is a good welding hood for a student? And then what do you think is a good welding hood for like having a business? So I, when I first started, I, you know, I was at Harbor Freight got their good old Chicago electric auto darkening hood 
And I started using that in school and the summer class, it was great, you know, it's like, but then I started understanding why it was like $40, you know, it's like every time you flip it down, sometimes the shade will change. You know, that was the biggest thing that I noticed is every time I'd flip it down, I never knew what shade it was going to end up at. And um, so that wasn't too cool. And then I got into my stick class and like I had a teacher that was pretty old school and he was like, you need to go get, you need to get just a traditional, a traditional hood fixed lens. Cause you need to learn how to be able to just flip that down, not be able to see where you're going. You need to be able to line it up, flip it down and then go, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. cause that's going to make you a better welder. And I was like, okay. And so I, I, was not too much of a fan at the beginning but then you know it does get you better at just like okay I'm gonna set this weld up I understand where I'm going flip it down go you know and and they that was one thing that they provided is the cover lenses for those Mm -hmm. and and when you're in school you're gonna burn up your cover lenses oh yeah and if you if you like you'll start spending some money on that so like the the first hood I had like they didn't have a cover lens that would fit that. So I had to buy my own. And then, so I, uh, I went to that passive shade and it was great. You know, it's like, cause I could burn it up all I wanted. And then I was, I was good to go, but I had my eyes on a Sentinel, the Aesop Sentinel. Cause it, I just wanted a very clear view and I just thought it looked really cool. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. looks there's still a thing that'll get me. Um, but you know i have so now like i use a like i use the sentinel for tig just so i can really see very clear and then i have my passive one for when i'm doing outside work like because a lot of the times like when you're using an auto darkening hood and you're trying to work outside it's just going to be flashing and it's like you're at a disco party mm-hmm. you know and then i have the bowler one i use that one for my MIG stuff now just because like it's easier to replace those lenses like the ESOB lenses are not cheap so I like I try to see you know it's like stick and MIG you're going to be throwing the most stuff out and with TIG you know you're not going to go through a ton of those lenses really fast if unless you're like getting too close that was the very first time I used that hood in TIG class I was way too close and I melted the cover lens <laughs> I was like well up oh, there we go there's the first <laughs> one down the one of many just like yeah. a um tig cup right yeah yeah all in school I only dropped one tig cup I oh. was I was very proud of that yeah that's and, impressive yeah I felt really cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was um, in school I was very nervous about breaking anything so I tried not to and well yeah because at good. that point everything once you start going down the path you're like this is getting expensive <laughs> yeah no that that's another thing like the big benefit of going to welding school is you're going to save a lot of money because you don't have to buy a machine that can do all the fancy things you need to do you don't have to buy all the consumables like your electrodes your rods your cups your collets like there's a lot of things that you'll have to buy afterwards and your gas you know it's like gas is a really big thing like especially when you're in school and you don't really understand how to control your gas flow that well you know at least you're not footing the bill for it and well yeah it's included in your tuition but you could be spending a lot more you know yeah So you explained, I think you explained that really well for anybody interested in knowing how to prepare for welding school and then also like kind of starting up a business. So both aspects, as far as that goes, if somebody is in school and struggling, I mean, obviously they can go to weld.com. What are some other resources that you might've used or any um, helpful tools along the way? Like if you were like trying to get something and you like wanted to be like better at it or just ahead of your game, like what kind of advice can you give there? So uh, there's a lot of really good resources out there. Um, There's, I mean, weld.com, I watched it pretty much every day and then i also watched like welding tips and tricks uh welding 
tips and tricks. That's another mm-hmm. really good one. Uh, weld tube is another really good one, especially like I went into the pipe welding program and they do a lot of pipe stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to think of, oh, Austin Ross. That dude is so fascinating to watch. Like I, I've I never just, heard of him. Oh, he is fantastic. He is out of Texas and he, he does a lot of mobile stuff. Another guy is, um, Melton metal Anthony. He is one of my favorite people to watch because he's just such a character. And he's also like a small business guy. He's, he's just an independent contractor guy. He's doing it all himself and he's a really inspiring person to watch. And, you know, there's, there's a lot, if you just keep like searching on, on YouTube, you'll find a lot of stuff. Another really big thing is the AWS. Like mm-hmm. if you become, if you're in school, you can join AWS for way cheaper than you would as like a professional member. And AWS has forums, all these different forums. You can ask a question. You'll have like CWIs and like welders that have been at it for like 30 plus years. Like you ask a question, they can answer it for you. Mm-hmm. And you can also just kind of browse through like, a a big thing is they have a link to careers and welding and if you don't really know what you want to go into you can take a little quiz and it's like hey this might be for you and I got welder fabricator or I got a fabricator and so I was like maybe I'll be a fabricator you know and it's there's just a lot a lot of if you want to ask somebody like if you're seeing somebody on like Instagram uh, you reach out just shoot them a message, ask them a question. And a lot of time they'll reach out to you, you know, they'll just respond. I found that the welding community, as much as they can probably be hard on like a new guy, you know, like in the shop, like give somebody a hard time for the most part, as far as social media goes, if you see something and you genuinely, genuinely have a question or need advice, people are pretty willing to give advice because they're proud that they've got that far where they're in a position where people are seeking advice from them or they're just, you know, proud to talk about it in general that somebody's interested in the welding profession. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a big one too. Uh, Welding, there's not a ton of people going into it Mm -hmm. and like we need a ton of people to go into it. So that's like, one thing in school, you know, welding really pulled me out of a dark time out of COVID. And mm-hmm. it, it, I wanted to share that with other people. And so like, cause I have a lot of musicians that like uh, friends that are musicians from just being in the music industry for years where I'm just like, Hey, you know, it's like, I know you've been out of work for a year and a half cause you know, it's, it's a hard time right now. It's like, I started doing this. It's really cool. There's lots of jobs out there. It's rough getting started, but I promise you'll, you'll enjoy it. You know, and people have just dabbled here and there and I, I just keep pushing it out there. It's like, Hey, this is cool. This is what you can do with this. Like there is opportunities. Like if you just want to do it part-time you can mm-hmm. just make little things and sell them on etsy or you can do little repairs here and there i you know it's like but it's 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 really been a life-changing experience learning how to weld yeah it's really like learning how to ride a bike once you learn how to weld no one is going to take that from you like you might have to if you don't run stick for a while, you might have to pick up some rods and run a couple passes to get it, you know, back. Like if you don't use it, you lose it kind of, so to speak too. But I mean, as far as that goes, you can always find a job welding. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, that was my favorite hobby during welding school was going on indeed and, and just typing in welder and this every day. It's like, Oh, here's some new ones. Here's mm-hmm. new ones. You know, it's like, Oh, what if I wanted to live in, in this city? Let me look there. Oh, there's some welding jobs. You know, it's like there's welding jobs everywhere. Like you can do it anywhere. There's all types of different welding you can do. Like that was a big thing in school that I kept getting frustrated with was like, you know, I was learning the construction side mainly. And I was just like, well, what else can I do with it? You know? And the teacher's like, well, we can't tell you what you need to go do. Like that's something you need to find out for yourself. But you know, it's like they're just just keep looking around, but there's just like an endless possibility of ways you could go in the welding world, and that can be frustrating, like especially to someone like I like having a very definitive path 
and mm-hmm. um, until I just decided to carve my own, it was very hard, you know, to to see where my life was going to go in the welding world. But you know, kind of giving up that that certainty of exactly what it's going to be and just kind of forging my own way of it's like, hey, this is what I'm kind of falling into. This is what I think I can do. I'm going to go this way. You know. Um, well- it's an industry that you can move at a pretty fast pace though. So I think that some people are hesitant to pick something because they're scared to jump around job to job, because Mm -hmm. if you start somewhere and then, you know, maybe you're like doing like production work, like you're doing the same thing over and over and you're like, you know what, this really isn't for me. I wanted to do more of like a variety or I wanted to get into pipe welding and there's no pipe welding here. Like you have to do what's in your best interest and what's going to help you to, you know, further your skills. And I think companies can appreciate that too, because there is a right job for everyone. There are some people who may prefer to just do the same thing over and over get their paycheck, go home. And like, that's what they want to do. But then for the people that are ambitious, I don't think it's frowned upon as much as people think that, you know, obviously people are going to go where you can work your way up. You can earn more money. There's a higher skill set. You can, there's all those things. So I know what you're saying though, is that you wanted to like know where you were going to go and that there was like a lot of opportunity there. And sometimes if it's not right in front of you, you have to make it yourself, which is what you did. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was very prepared. Like there's a company here in town that they were like, this is a good company to like start off with. It was a pipe welding company. And like my professors all along the way have been like, yeah, you need to be a pipe welder. You need to be a pipe welder. And so I was like that I was, I was determined. I was like, yep, I'm going to go work for these people. Like I'm ready to go work for them. And like before I started the summer program that was like the pipe intensive, I like I reached out to him and I was like, hey, would love to come work for you. And then like I just kind of fell into a different niche and, and I was like, well, you know, this is uh, I, I, I thought I, this was my plan this whole entire year. I was trying to get this whole like I was trying to get piped down and be ready to roll with these people and then I just kind of fell into my own thing and here I am today Uh, they were like hey do you still want to come and work here I was like I'm gonna ride this out for about six months make sure it's it's exactly what I want to do and if not sure you know but I'll let you know yeah I'll let you know and then (laughs) like there's a a production company out here that does like a lot of live sound theater like all that kind of stuff that I just got in contact with that like they need someone to help make brackets for stuff you know and like it's just like little things you can pick up you know especially as an independent contractor you can you can kind of go and work for all these different people and not be kind of tied down I I'm a very big nomad I like to go around places a lot like go where the wind takes you huh oh yeah i ride that wind (laughs) yeah (laughs) so your wife actually challenged you how did you word this you said that she challenged you like with any kind of like job that you get is it like if there's stuff left over to make an art project out of like what's left over is that kind of what she challenged you to do well so she's been She's been my rock the whole time through welding school because it's like, you know, some days you have good days, some days you have bad days. And, you know, I would come home and be frustrated. And and so getting out of school and starting to do repairs and do little projects for people, she challenged me. She was like, okay, every time you get hired to do something, I want you to do something for yourself. And just do like do an art project or something that, you know, it's not for anybody else. It's just for you. And so I, the other day, like I went and did a repair and then I came home and I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. And I just looked at what I had laying around in the, in the, in my shop. And, and I had just bought like 50 pounds of fence wire. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can do something with this someday. And so then I just started clipping it up and I was just like, oh, let me try and make a feather, you know, and I, I did because I'm 
I do wood burning as well and like feathers are one of my favorite things to make and I was like it'd be kind of cool to make a feather out of this and I had a little quarter inch rod like round stock just sitting around too and so I just kind of bent it up and kind of put it spent like a couple hours just cutting everything out just laying it up and I was like that'd be pretty cool and so now I've been spending many many more hours taking the galvanized coating off because I don't want to get the metal fever. Yeah, I figured that that was going to take you a long time. When you sent me the picture of it all laid out, I said, that's going to take forever to get the coating off. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it is, a like, I love, I love really shooting myself in the foot sometimes by being like, yeah, no, this will be cool. It's like, but it's going to take a long time, you know. It's like, if it was, was a job for somebody, it would be a really bad waste of time you know and I'd be like nope we gotta buy we gotta buy something that's gonna be quicker than this but you know it's my own personal time and I don't mind spending it it's it's meditative grinding stuff off of little wire (laughs) yeah well you know what though whenever because I know you're gonna make a video for us about that you can easily say that you could use any kind of rod so they could use whatever they have laying around they wouldn't have to use a galvanized coated rod or something like that so i mean it's just that step of the process is time consuming but when i saw it there are actually quite a few things on etsy and other websites and they're kind of expensive they can be like over a hundred dollars like where they're like feathers and like maybe they might let them rust on purpose or like do a different finish on each one and have them hanging. And that's like very trendy actually right now. Cause it's like the boho kind of theme. And it's like, especially people that love plants and they love like um, bold colors, like emerald and stuff like that in their houses. I think that that's a really clever idea for like the core. Yeah. I mean, and that's my mom. She, she made me laugh the other day because um she was just like i sent it to her and she was like oh i love it i love it you should let it patina and yeah i I just i just (laughs) she she's really getting into using the word patina and it's (laughs) what like i watched uh rust valley restorers that's a great show on netflix but yeah they they talked about patina all the time and what is it called rust valley restorers okay it's a it's a really really good show like it's they just there's this guy he has just tons and tons of like classic cars and they restore them and sell them but that's they use the word patina all the time in that show (laughs) that's funny well at least she's taking an interest in what you're doing you have to appreciate that oh no i'm all about i made her (laughs) like for her birthday last year i made her little side tables because she was saying like for her patio mm-hmm. and she was saying she was like I need some some tables out here so I made some and she was like I want them to to kind of curl up and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do that so I took chain and I just kind of spiraled it up just spot welding it like around and she loved it and at, she's she's always been a really big support for you know through music and now welding and just life oh that's nice we have a Love pretty cool that. video about chains, actually, from Sean. It's already done. I think that it's going to air this week because we had to rearrange some videos. But we have a video about just that, about all different kinds of chain link and welding them. And he made some sculptures for um, some kind of benefit. I think it was like um, oh, yeah, I saw that. like suicide awareness and it was like a rock concert benefit and he made some sculptures for that out of chains and then you actually have some other pretty cool ideas coming up with us you're going to make a custom sign and use your new plasma cutter and it could be like a sign with like lighting behind it that somebody could make for like their bar or their game room or their garage or something like that and um what kind of how are you planning on doing the lighting behind the sign is it going to be like a neon sign no it's going to be so um it's going to be kind of i I believe it's called drop shadow okay Um, so it's going to be light that's projected up so i'm going to cut things out of the metal and then project light through that i guess i don't know exactly what kind of lighting it would be called but i'll i'll make it so you know i'm going to try to wire in just a switch so you just turn it on, turn it off, nice and easy, 
but um, I might enclose the back just to kind of give give it some more oomph on the lighting side. But mm-hmm. um, so that that'll be something you know I'm gonna make it for a band that I'm in so we can have it on stage, you know, and be able yeah, to let be people cool. know who we are. Yeah, that'll um, be cool. And you're gonna yeah. do a Megan Stick undercut video. You're going to do a video on thin hollow tubing and you're going to do one on mailing railing manufacture and repair. You're going to be doing the fire pit and now you're going to be able to do something really cool with cutting the cutting different shapes out on the side of the fire pit. Oh yeah. No, that'll, yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. Like, cause plasma cutters, they are, it, it's one of my favorite tools and yeah. I'm happy I finally have one. Yeah, I want to get one. I want to mess up the garage so bad. My husband, he's literally like, he walks around like, man, I know she's going to do something crazy in here soon. I don't know if I've said it. I know I've said it to people, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. My husband is like very like neat. Like he's a clean freak and he actually cleans more than I do. And a couple months ago, he made me get a storage unit and we had like bins of like our like decorations, like for Christmas and this and that. And he's like, we need to get this out of here. This looks like shit. It's all cluttered, blah, blah, blah. He had an ulterior motive to get a, a slingshot. Is that what it's called? Like, you know, like those three wheeler things. He was trying to make room in the garage to get a slingshot or something. And I told him he looked stupid on it. I was like, <laughs> we went to the store. We went up to this motorcycle shop and he sat on it. I was like, you look like, I don't even know what you look like. I was like, you look like a little kid on a quad. I was like, that looks stupid. So anyway, we ended up with this really nice clean garage. <laughs> and he like redid the floor. He put this nice like flake on it, like this like flake stuff. He put an epoxy coating on it. So the garage looks really clean. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get like a welder and, you know, a plasma machine. And he goes, oh, no. Oh, no, you're not. You're not making a mess in here. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, but it just looks so nice that it looks like you have to do something in there. And I'm just like, it's going to happen. Like, it, it's going to happen pretty soon because I keep seeing really cool ideas about stuff that I want to make. <laughs> hey, you know, marriage is about compromise, right? Yeah, no, he told me that I have to wait until we um buy it. Like, we want to move in a couple years once our youngest graduates in two years. And um, he said at that point, then I could get, like, a she shed, and then I could do whatever I wanted in there. Thank so, God. But I don't want to wait. I'm very impatient. Uh, is there a maker space around you? Well, actually, the one guy that I had on here, oh, I didn't release his episode yet, the Barefoot Forge. His name's Craig. He's super nice and he's on YouTube and he's going to be doing some videos for us. He is a maker and he actually does like they make like Damascus welding rings. He has an intro to welding class. He's moving from this one space into a bigger one. And he told me I'm more than welcome to go there anytime. But I think I, I think I kind of want to do it just to jerk my husband around just so I could be (laughs) like, Hey, cause he, I mean, he's in the industry too. I could literally be like, Hey, I need a new helmet. Hey, you know, you need to bring me this from work. And I know he, well, the thing is too, he knows how to weld pretty damn good. And I know that he would be able to help me. And (laughs) what would most likely happen is I'm going to have a really good idea for a project. I'm going to start it and then he's going to have to come finish it. (laughs) Hey, it's you'll be a good team then you know it's like you gotta have the person that brings it up yeah I've done that to him before I had an idea to like refinish my grandma's um jewelry armoire the thing is really heavy it's like it's like 200 pounds I managed to get it outside I took it all apart flipped it upside down took the hardware off and I started like uh, sanding it and stuff like that and it looked like absolute crap and then for the next two days he was out there doing it and I took a picture and posted it I said this is what marriage is starting a project for your husband to finish it <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but it's funny um, I think that we covered pretty much everything that I wanted to talk to you about and I'm really excited for you to be making videos for us because I think everyone will love how you explain things and you know I know that you're very supportive so that if any students have any questions 
you guys can reach out to Bo. And if you have any questions about starting your own business or anything like that, you can reach out to him. So Bo, why don't you tell them um, where to find you on Instagram? So, <clears throat> sorry, you can find me on Instagram at, um, I started a new one for my welding company. It's at Bo Did It Welding. And that's B-E-A-U-D-I-D-I-T, welding. Um, or my other one is just Bo James Blues. You can find me on, on, reach out to me, either one of those, and I can help you out. And if, if you have any questions about like going to school, if you're in school and you're having a hard time and you need, need some direction of like how you can get better, feel free to reach out to me. I, I would love to help. Like that was that's one of my new passions in life is, mm -hmm. is trying to help people get better in welding. And I'm not, I'm not the best welder in the world, but I definitely can tell you what helped me. So. Yeah. I think that that's really nice of you to help everybody out. And you guys can also go to weld.com and you can become a member. It's free to become a member on our website and we have forums as well. You can join there is like an artistic one, there's a fabrication one, there's an education one, and we do have a forum as well. And people are really starting to use that. We've only started using the forum about four or five months ago. And there are quite a bit of people asking questions on a regular basis. So you can go on there and look at those. And we have a team of about six advisors along with everybody who is a co-host on weld.com. They all look at that and they can all give you guys insight and help you guys out. We've helped many people pass tests in school or pass certifications for getting jobs and some guys don't even know that there's a woman sometimes answering it because they'll be like, Hey man, thanks a lot. I got the job. And I'm like, great. Like, you know, I, I want to <laughs> say sometimes like I'm a girl, like I helped you and I'm a girl, <laughs> but cause sometimes if they ask a question, I've watched so many videos that I can easily answer. And just from my industry experience that I sometimes just answer the questions myself and people will say, I got the job. And I'm like, good job brother <laughs> they say they call me thanks man thanks brother and i'm like thanks, bro. yeah i should i should i have to come up with some kind of comeback for that i probably shouldn't keep letting them slide calling me brother yeah yep you gotta we'll brainstorm it i'll, yes. I'll think on it okay you let me know what to say i'll, I'll have to think of something because i don't want to start calling them sister because then they'll be like what's going on here <laughs> but it would be fair all right guys yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode and stay tuned for another episode next week.